Shalom, and welcome to From Sunday to Sabbath, a weekly podcast helping others discover the life they were created to live. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Scan, Senior Pastor of Epic Life Church in Terrell, Texas. We were once at the Sunday church, now we gather on the Shabbat, the Sabbath. Join us on this journey and discover the truth of God's Word for living today. We are uh, running a day behind. I apologize. It has been really crazy uh, here as I'm trying to update some technology, not only in our uh, studio here, but also um, updating some stuff here at the church. So forgive me. Um, My goal is to get this thing out to you as soon as possible. So today I really want to talk about, um, I've been telling my story on what an epic life looks like, right? And uh, how it happened for us as as a church and how we made this huge transition beginning way back in 2018. And I am almost positive that I probably left a bunch of stuff out, but that's okay. Right. So I think as we go on, um, I'll pick up on some of that stuff and I'll kind of make note of it. Some of the things that we learned along the way uh, today, I want to ask a question and really this is going to be a podcast. I think for people that are, maybe you're more, you have more, you want more information and you're like, you know, you know that something is missing. That's what happened to us. Uh, matter of fact, most of the people that I've talked to and most of the people that I've heard stories from where they're Christian and they're understanding now that, wait a minute, now you may call it something else, but they're understanding, wait a minute, there's something more. There's something that's missing in my walk, I read the Bible, and what I'm reading in the Bible doesn't line up to what I see happening in not all churches, but most churches in America today across the world. I know we got people all over. We got people in Belgium. We got people in London. Um, we just now started getting listeners in India. How are you guys? Good to see you. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, we got people all over the United States, and so there's no telling where you're coming from with this, man. And I get it, right? Because there's there are a ton of questions. And when you begin to look at, you really kind of like get rid of your theology, stop looking at it through, um, through whatever your, uh, whatever your lens is. And what I mean by that is your lens is, is your lens Baptist? Are you looking at the Bible through a Baptist lens? Maybe you're Pentecostal. And so you look at everything through a Pentecostal lens, like the Holy Spirit and tongues and all that stuff. Maybe you're looking at it through a Catholic lens or, you're coming from just a non-denom, you know, you're kind of like you've been going through the motions through this church thing and you like the non-denom type stuff. But here's the thing. When we come to the Bible and we look at it, we really do. We look at it through a lens that is primarily based upon whatever our belief system is, right? And so for you to truly grab a hold of what I'm telling you, you've got to take those glasses off and you got to put new glasses on. And the glasses that you have to put on is going to be just looking at the Bible for what the Bible says, right? You know, even take my commentary out of it, right? I tell people this all the time. Don't just take my word for it, man. Go study your Bible. Go read what your Bible actually says, because what you're going to find out is a lot of things that we look at through the lens of our, whatever our background is. You're going to be looking at the Bible that way. And when you take that off and you begin to look at scripture for what it says, it completely, it'll change you. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But today I want to ask a question is that, are you, I'm I'm putting quotation marks. You can't see me if you're listening to just the podcast and not the YouTube video. 
I'm putting quotation, but are you Torah observant? In other words, are you searching for this truth? Are you looking and you're going, wait a minute. Now you can call it Torah. I, I asked a person, <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. You know, I asked a person one time and I was getting to know them and um, they were, they were coming out of their messianic. And I said, well, you know, I'm pretty excited. I was young and, and didn't know anything. And I'm like, are you Torah observant? They're like, what are we Torah? What? Cause it's a terminology that's really, it's, it's catching on, um, but really it's being messianic. Are you a messianic believer? In other words, you believe or you are grafted into the roots of your faith. You believe that the Jesus was Jewish, the Bible is Jewish, and that the story of everything is weird as Gentiles. We're to grab on to the coats of the Jewish people. And look at them and tell them, this is the end time prophecy, right? And tell them, you know the way. And so we want that. We want to know the truth. We want to know the way to uh, not not just, you know, Jesus. We know that way, but how to live this life, right? Because it doesn't, you know, we do have a manual on it, but it's been so skewered and messed up over the years. We really don't know, understand what it says sometimes. And so that's what the question is, is are you... Are you towards the, are you searching for truth? And then here's the question I want to ask today, uh, wherever you're at, whatever part of the world you're in, and this is it. How do you define truth? That's a tough question, right? I want you to ask that. How, how do you define truth? Because when it comes to following Jesus and living out this life that we're created to live, and we call it the Torah life. We call it first uh, first century Judean church. You can call it whatever you want. How do you define tr truth? Well, Jesus did it for us, right? Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So if you want to define what truth is, if you really want to know what truth is, here's what you have to do, all right? You have to look at Jesus and not through the lens of your denomination. Y you hear me? You cannot look at truth from your denomination because it's going to be skewered. It's going to be false. You may get a, a glimpse of truth, but you're not going to have truth. You have to, we have to look at Yeshua. That's the Jewish name for Jesus. We have to look at Yeshua and say, if he is the way, the truth, and the life, then that's who our source of truth is. It can't be our pastor. Even me, I'm a pastor and I'm telling you this. If your pastor is not following the Bible, if your pastor is coming up with all these great self-help sayings, if you're going to a church that's all about the hype and the show and filling seats and get these people in the church, but they're not speaking truth and you know it, man, you need to back off and go, wait a minute, I need to begin to follow Jesus. That's the way, that's the truth, that's the life, that's the life we were created to live, right? The epic life. So in first John chapter three, I don't have the, I'll put the, uh, the, the number up here and I don't have the exact address in it. You can look this up for yourself, but in first John, it says anyone who's going to follow Jesus must live as Jesus lived. Well, how did he live? Well, let's just run it down for a moment. He did all the feast days. He, he did Sukkot and Passover and uh, Yom Kippur, uh, Day of Atonement. He uh, did the Feast of Trumpets. He celebrated first fruits. He did all of these things. 
So then how do we get in here? Well, we got out of it because we we know the story there. But now you're got a hunger for something, right? You're, you're going, wait a minute. What is truth? Like, like, is it true? Where in the Bible is the celebration of Christmas? All right. We have God's celebrations in there all through Leviticus 23 and actually all throughout the scriptures. We have God's instruction on the celebrations that he honors. So where's Christmas? Okay, we're talking about truth here. I know this is going to hurt a little bit. So where's Easter? Now, I don't see Easter in the Bible either. Where are the Easter eggs and the Easter bunnies and the chocolate eggs and the all, all the Cupid's, all the stuff, not Cupid, that's, uh, that's uh, what is that? That's, uh, uh, yeah, Hallmark's holiday. So if we're going to follow truth, you have to ask the tough questions. What is truth? So here's the thing. If it's not in the scriptures, then we've got to take a step back and go, where did it come from? Okay. Where did Christmas come from? Where did Easter come from the way we celebrate it today? Now, now let me make it like a pause here. Cause I know there may be some people I'm, I'm stepping on your toes and it doesn't feel very good, but let me just say this. I understand that there are many Christians out there and they celebrate Messiah and his day of birth. Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with celebrating the birth of Yeshua. If you knew what his birthday was, right? So we celebrate in December, by the way, just to make a note, you know, in this Christmas story and all that, we, we hear that the lambs, you know, the shepherds were out in the field tending the sheep. They wouldn't have been doing that in December. I'm just telling you. I'm like, well, that's just the day. That's just the date that we chose. I understand that. I understand all the excuses. I understand the reasoning behind why we do it. Now, there are Christians that are out there, and they're doing it, and their hearts are in the right place. They're not trying to glorify Santa Claus or Saint Nick or giving of gifts and all the 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 com- consumerism that we have in the world today. There's a reason why they do it. They do it because they they really love Jesus and they want to honor and celebrate Him. I get that. That's and and that's fine. But where is it in the Bible? And why does it every church in America do it? Why is it public schools will celebrate Christmas, but they won't celebrate Sukkot? They won't say Jesus. And they won't call it Jesus' birthday in public schools. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's get real here. They're not, I mean, our public school system, they'll honor, oh, even Easter, they'll send you, your kid home with the little coloring uh, book and, and eggs and rabbits and stuff, but you won't see anything on there about the crucifixion of Messiah. Why is that? And here's my talent. Here, here's my here's my point. It's not truth. And truth will not be allowed in the schools. Truth will not be brought in. It won't happen. And so that's the question. What is the truth? We live in a culture right now today, and this is why stuff like that's accepted, is that we live in a culture that is trying to redefine what truth is. And, you know, say, well, you can have your truth and I can have my truth and everybody can have their own little happy truth. Here's the problem. And the problem is that doesn't fit scripture. Now, I understand if you're not saved and you do not have a relationship with Messiah, then everything that I'm saying is mute. It it doesn't apply to you. It really doesn't. Unless you're looking for truth. If you're looking for the answer, then I'm going to tell you right now that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. He is the ultimate truth. And if you want to find the life that you're created to live, the first thing you have to do is surrender your life over to him. Repent of your sin. Believe that he died upon the cross for our sins, our lawlessness, our breaking of the Torah, our breaking of the law. Receive him as your Lord and your king, and then look at him 
as the object, as the as the focal point for the life that you're to live. That's how simple this is. Jesus said, John 14, 15, you're going to hear me say this a million times probably. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? No man comes unto the Father except by me. He said, if you love me, John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commandments, right? His commandments aren't a burden. They're really not. Once you understand the reasoning behind why we do this stuff. So the truth, what is truth? And when you find what truth is, that, see, truth can't be changed. It can't be altered. Now, it can be, you know, you know, if I get up on top of the Empire State Building, I use this a lot, and I jump off, you know, I get up there and I jump off. Maybe you're in Paris today. And you're like, no, you wouldn't do that, uh, you know, or New York. I'm sorry. And you get up there and you you get ready to jump and you're saying, you know what? I'm jumping. I'm done with this. And in the middle of your jump, in the middle of the midair and you yell out to God, please save me. Let me tell you something. There is a truth that you have enacted. It's called the truth of gravity. And gravity hurts. And 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 God, you may say God save me, and He may save your soul, but you're still going to end up as a as a spot on the concrete, right? Why? Because of truth. You cannot change truth. You can pervert it. You can alter it. You can't change it. It's still the original deal is still there. And that's the problem about Hasatan, Satan. Satan can't create anything. He can only pervert. He perverts truth, and that's what he's doing, trying to redefine what truth is. We see it in marriage. We see it in in all sorts of different uh, 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 demographics and areas of uh, where people are trying to redefine what truth is. Bottom line is you can't. Many will say it, but they won't tell. They won't tell us what truth is, right? This is the reason why I asked this question. And I may have mentioned this already when I was talking in our uh, in in how it happened to us. And, and I want you to hear me for a minute because this is super important is that I just heard someone else talking about it the other day and I thought, man, that's finally someone else is saying it. And that is there are over 5,500 different Christian denominations. No wonder why the world doesn't want to come into the faith. No wonder why people are uh, that, but people are not coming to Jesus like people think they are. They're not. And so, but there's 5,500 different deno- Christian denominations. And so the question is, is this what Jesus died for? Did he die to, to have these, these 5,500 different denominations? Well, of course not. He died so that people would come to the Father, so that we were separated by lawlessness, sin. And the only way to cure that was someone had to die. Either I had to die or Jesus had to die. And Jesus, because of his love for us, he got up on that cross and he died for us. That's the power of truth, right? And we've, 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 now we've taken it to say, well, that means I don't have to do anything. You're crazy. You have to do something. Yes. Salvation is free. Salvation doesn't cost you anything, but really even that's not true because it costs you your life. But once you become a believer in Christ, once you know who Jesus is, listen, there is a life that you're supposed to live. You are supposed to be Kodesh. The word Kodesh means, it means holy. It means set apart, sanctified. We're different. The people that you used to hang with, man, in your gut, you're going to know, man, I can't hang with these folks no more. The clubs that you used to go to, the party, the do, 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 you can't do that no more because you know it's going to lead you back away from the Father. Jesus didn't die on the cross for your sin so that you can walk away and continue in sin. No, he didn't do that. He did it so that you can be restored 
in your relationship with Yahweh, God the Father. He loved us so much. He's like, man, what am I going to do? So what does he do? Yahweh himself comes down as a man, Christ Jesus. And he takes on the penalty of our sin. Man, that'll preach. Why are there so many different denominations? Because you have all these church splits. Everybody thinks they have truth. Everybody thinks they know what the truth is. There is no, there's only one truth, and that's Jesus. We have the Bible. We have the Torah, the Tanakh. We have the New Testament, the apostles, the writing of the apostles. We have, we have it. We have the truth. But you know what happened is, is, is one of two things. It's almost like the, the old days, right? Like, like nobody could read. And so they depended on these people they depended on these church leaders to do all the reading for them and then what happened well whatever they said they they started charging for salvation or for 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 forgiveness like i'm going to go to the club tonight i'm going to go party and they're like we'll do you know do penance do these amount of penance and then you'll you'll be a christian you'll be saved you'll be okay right so you can go do and, and go sin and uh that's where we get the great reformation and by the way uh I'm not trying to slam on all the different denominations because I know I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. The denomination or my Christian faith and it got me to where I am here today. It really did. It got me to this point where I can learn Torah. And so, I, you know, you can't bash everybody that's like, oh, you're a Baptist or you're this or that. What I'm telling you is that's not all the truth. That's not ultimately everything. And if you have a pastor who doesn't teach from the scriptures and and is unashamedly speaking what the word of God says, you got a problem. He's more concerned about building a business and not building a community of, of believers. All right. 5,500 different denominations. That's absolutely crazy. It's because everybody's searching for truth. Everybody had to define their own truth. And when you step away from the Torah, when you step away from, you take half the Bible away. You have a big problem because now you have to, or I have to, or we have to, we have to figure out what really is true. And so you have these 5,500 different denominations, but what's happening is a revival is happening and people are coming to know Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. But not only that, they're coming back to the truth of Torah, that the commandments of God are still, uh, are, are still, uh, just as important as they were the day that they were written on the stone tablets. And I'm hoping that's why you're listening to me today or tonight or this evening, however, wherever you're at, is that you're figuring this out. You're like, wait a second, something is missing. And what's missing is God's commandments. Powerful. People know that what is being taught in modern churches today, and a lot of churches across the board, denominations across the board, don't fully match and line up to scripture. And we're going to show grace. Say, well, you know, they don't know. They don't know. They don't understand that. But pastors, man, are supposed to be spending time in studying and prayer. And, you know, not just, not just creating a sermon for entertainment. If you're a pastor and you're listening to me, I want to, I'm begging you. Man, teach your people the tell the people the tr the truth. Teach on sin and repentance. Teach on restoration. 
we have people in our church that are sick and they're all kinds of jacked up, man. And, and man, a lot of this is just because they're living in sin. And we don't want to call it that because we don't want to offend people, man. Those days are over, man. We're talking about saving people from the pits of hell, from eternally being separated from God. We've got to get back to the truth. And if you're listening, maybe maybe this is a little harsh for you. And you're like, man, I, I know, I know, I, I, ne- I need to hear this. Listen, God's calling you to come back to truth. Paul told us, search out your salvation with fear and trembling. We don't have a holy fear for the Father. And why is that? Because we're not drawing into him. You know, we want to we want to get our our get out of get out of hell free card, right? We want to make sure that that's taken care of, but we don't draw into the Father. And here's what happens: the more you draw into Him, the more you get to know Him, the more holy, reverent fear you're going to have for Him. But listen, the opposite is true as well. The further away you grow from Him, the further away you get from Him, the less fear you have, and the more willingly you will break His law and break His commandments. See, this isn't about legalism. This is about love. How is this about love, Mike? Well, let's look at something for a second. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commandments. And and I think about it from a father perspective, right? I've got two boys. They're grown. And, and if they love me, if they just tell me they love me, but yet they don't do what I ask them to do, then they really don't love me. And as a dad, you understand that, right? Because if my son or daughter say, and I have two sons, if they come to me and they say, dad, I love you. And then I say, well, Hey, would you go clean your room? They say, no, I don't want to. They've got rebellion in their heart. And the Bible said, Jesus told us the two greatest commandments is to love God with all your heart, all your soul and all your strength and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, the Torah, the law, is summed up in that four-letter word, and that's love. See, if you're looking for truth, start right there. Start looking at what did Jesus mean when he said for us to love God with all our heart, soul, and strength? What did Jesus mean when he said to love our neighbor as we love ourselves? That is the surmise, the summary of Torah. You go into the Ten Commandments, <clears throat> and the Ten Commandments, man, the very first four, ten, the four, the first four commandments that are given to us in the Ten Commandments are all about God. It's all about loving the Father. If we love the Father, we won't have no idols. We won't have no other gods before Him. If we love God, we won't take His name in vain. If we love God, we'll honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. If we love God, we won't we won't make any graven images uh, over uh, different idols. Well, isn't that interesting? And then if we're going to love our neighbor, the next six commandments of the Ten Commandments deal with our neighbor. Not murdering, don't steal, don't lie, don't covet, right? All of these things, uh, our children loving, if they're going to love their parents, right, they have to honor their mother and father. But what do we do? Well, we take the whole Ten Commandments and say, you know what, those aren't relevant today, so we're going to get them out of the church. Because God loves me. God does love you. God cannot not love. He's love. But there's a lot of people that God loves that are going to go to hell. They're going to be separated eternally from the Father because they refuse to follow his commandments. 
And they want to do their own thing. They want to discover their own truth. Their own truth. So what's your truth? What is your truth? I'm going to challenge you today, man. Is Jesus your truth? Is he the way, the truth, and the life in your life? If he's not, I want to compel you. I want to beg you. Take some time after you get done listening to this and just ask him. Call out to him. Just call out to him. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I need to be changed. I need to be transformed. I need my mind renewed with your truth, not this world's truth, not what the world thinks, but your truth. Make me into the man or the woman that you've called me to be. Teach me your law. Teach me your Torah. Hide your Torah in my heart so I do not sin against you. I love you guys. I'll be praying for you. Until next time, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today on This Week, Sunday to Sabbath. For more information about Epic Life Church, you can go to epiclifetarot.com. That's epiclifetarot.com. Do you have a question that maybe you'd like Pastor Mike to talk about on the air? Then send him an email at pastormike at epiclifetarot.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.